Thank you for downloading The MagPod, a podcast from the Magpie Anthology. I'm Tom Stroud, and in this episode we're joined by Rouse Limited for the voice of the experts. We're talking money and financial planning with Ben Rouse and Ben Silk. Now, in this edition, we're talking about retirement, and a key part of that is a pension. And let's start with pensions. Ben Silk, it's a sector which has changed a lot in recent years, isn't it? Yeah, there's been a massive change in the pensions industry. 20, 30 years ago, an individual would leave school, join the local factory, the local business, and would work there for the rest of their working career, 30, 40 years. And part of the reward for being a member of that company was a final salary pension. So individuals didn't need to worry about making their own provisions. It was provided by their employer, and there was no risk or no choice in what they did what they didn't do with that what we've seen in the last 10 20 years is we've seen a move away from those old final salary pension schemes from the businesses and more and more people now are taking out personal pension plans either through their employer or individually the most common type of personal pension that people may well be exposed to these days is the auto enrolment through their work and that comes with a number of different risks for those people the risks they have to deal with now is am i paying enough in Are the charges too high? Have I got the right investment strategy in there? What happens if the market falls? Is this going to produce enough money? And those are a lot of questions that a lot of people really do struggle and need to get a grip of because if you don't know the answers to those, you're just wandering straight to retirement and you've got no idea on what retirement is going to look like or be for you. Ben Rouse. Yes, I mean, a number of the things that get raised by clients are Oh, I had one of those pensions once. It was rubbish, you know. And and I always automatically come back and say, well, let's talk a bit about that because actually a pension isn't an investment in itself. A pension is a box which is very, very tax efficient and it's what's inside the box that is either rubbish or good. Just having a pension and ignoring it, you could have anything. And that's, you know, the point that Ben's alluding to is that you must keep a grip of these things and understand what's going on inside. Pensions, in actual fact, have a huge range of options and there are different types of pensions depending on whether you're a company or a director or an employee. And there are many things that you should be considering when you start taking advice on pensions. So we tend to refer to the pension age as being split into two parts. So one is accumulation, when you're building your pension pot. And then when you get to retirement, we have decumulation, when you start to spend it. And there are a whole range of different pieces of advice that can go in either sides of that. But very simply... What a lot of people use uh, pensions for when they're taking advice from people like us is that if they're lucky enough to be higher rate taxpayers, a pension is often an option to defer paying tax on some of your income. So you've got some income which you're paying higher rate tax on. If you pay that into a pension instead, you can avoid paying that tax at this point in time and pay tax at some stage later, normally in retirement when you may not be a higher rate taxpayer. So just by doing that bit of planning and putting aside money to offset the higher level of taxation, you can make an awful lot of difference to your retirement earnings. Are pensions the answer? And if you've got extra money, uh, would you always encourage people to put that in a pension? Because there must be some people who you talk to who have been successful and always self-employed and have assets, but might not have a pension. Yeah, as Ben said there, a pension is just a wrapper. Some people will say, I don't like a pension, my ice is much better, it's performed better. But there's no reason why you can't have the same assets from the ISA in the pension and your pension can perform as well as your ISA. The pension isn't the only solution. It's part of the solution. It's the only product that is designed to provide you with a retirement income. That said, there are lots of things out there that will provide you with an income or some investment growth. But the 
pension is normally our first port of call because of the tax efficiencies has been alluded to there you get tax relief on your contributions going in you can have 25% out tax free from the age of 55 there's no capital gains on any investment growth within there there's no tax on the dividends within the investment all very tax efficient inheritance tax even on death the pension fund is payable to your nominated beneficiaries without forming part of your estate and therefore not being subject to any inheritance tax. Yeah, that's, that's a good question you ask about you know, being self-employed. We Again, another area that we get used as a financial planning firm is to look after the boring money. So, you know, if you're a, if you're a self-employed entrepreneur, you, you're fine at making decisions and I'm not going to try and second guess whether you think something is a good investment or not. But we're there holding the plan B. You know, when it all goes wrong, they want to be able to turn around to me and say, where's that money I gave you? I still want to be, to be able to survive. And invariably, if they've gone through life without pensions, once we start to explain it to them and then they're in their sort of 40s and 50s, they say, why on earth didn't I do this before? I mean, uh, we've had several cases where we buy commercial property inside people's pensions, which is a hugely tax efficient. So they do warrant an extra look at pension. Um, and it's it's very important part of retirement planning. Not the only thing, but probably the thing that you would start with. Are there misconceptions about pensions that you have to undo? Uh, yeah, probably the largest one, and it's very difficult to undo, is, well, they'll change the legislation on that in the future. But any government that is elected needs re-election, so anything that upsets a large swathe of the population isn't really a vote catcher. You were talking earlier about uh, final salary pension schemes. Ben was just saying that how, how it, the normal situation was that you would work for a company, they would have a final salary pension scheme, and you would, wouldn't have to worry about pensions or your future because you know it would all be provided. It's important to understand that uh, you know, some of those final salary schemes got abused in the past and so a whole raft of legislation came in which was to protect uh, pensioners of course what that actually meant was that yes pensioners got protected but it became so expensive for companies to run these types of schemes that they've pulled them all and there are very few final salary schemes out there now so now guess what the risk has been passed from the company onto you as the individual. So that's why it's important to have much more understanding of the pensions that you have got because it's down to you and not your company anymore. What about people who have untidy pensions because they have had a varied working life for lots of different companies and there's money in lots of different places? Can you simplify that? Yeah, for sure. Especially with auto-enrolment now. So each time you take on a new job, you're automatically into a pension. You get a new pension policy, new pension scheme booklets. As most people do, they file those away and leave them there to forget about until their retirement. But they could really be missing a trick. Some of the older style pensions are more expensive with very limited investment options. So trying to get a grasp of what you've got, looking at what's available, they can be consolidated into a much more manageable plan. So rather than having eight out there, let's have one. Rather than having a large charging contract, let's have a cheaper contract. You get benefits sometimes for having large pots as well. So if there's a sufficient sum of money there, over 20000 that can result in a discount in your charges as well. Again, that's another very valid point. Having that plastic bag full of uh, policies and pensions, you know, why, why would you want to tidy that up? Well, one of the key things is that, and, and, and this again is something we try and get across to clients very well, is that you don't need 20 administration services. Okay, that doesn't create any diversification at all because you could have 20 different pensions all with the same investment inside and you've got huge risk. So what you actually need is one administrator and 20 different investments, not 20 administrators and one investment. So by 
consolidating, we have a much better control over what you're invested in. It doesn't mean to say we're increasing risk at all. In fact, we're probably decreasing it because we have a better understanding of what's inside there. And, you know, there are other aspects. Some of the older contracts, if you died, sometimes you'll only get a refund of your contributions, which you might find is equivalent to sort of 10% of the current value of that pension. So there are some really important things to assess and look at on old schemes. Okay, so advice time. We're back in the doctor's surgery. And I guess the advice is let's have someone look at it. Because if you don't have a pension at all, or if you have got one and you think it's pretty good, there's always time to take a second view and maybe make it work more efficiently or work harder for you. Take advice, presumably is the advice. Undoubtedly. There's a lot of unknown policies out there. People are continuing to work when they might well have enough pension provision already in their filing cabinet that means that they don't have to. Could even be a reduction in hours. By all means, you should check on your pensions regularly. It just makes sense, you know, if you own a house, you wouldn't just hold that house and never do anything to it, never check whether the roof was okay, never check whether the plumbing was okay. You've got to keep looking at these things all the time and you will get a benefit from having it reviewed, even if... It's just that the advisor says to you, it's okay, and you can carry on as you are. Now, in terms of cost, there will always be a cost to do a review like that generally. Our own firm would work on the basis of getting an assessment together of what you've got, and then a small report fee for commenting on where you are. Rouse Limited is a team of independent financial planners based on the Isle of Wight, and you can find out more about them and download more episodes of The Magpod at magpieonline.co.uk.